Welcome to Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Kern, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. And this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. This is our second take of the intro because I got so excited that I broke my desk in my microphone, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room. Welcome into Ride the Line, NBA, NCAA basketball, all happening this morning on the show. Yeah, to all of our audio viewers, go on over to YouTube and you can, I don't know, Tanner, you might have to edit a clip in of you smacking it off because that was pretty funny. Tanner was recording his intro and then all of a sudden his camera starts shaking, his eyes get all wide, he stops talking. That was pretty good. You might have to include the clip. So my mic doesn't have like a stand in it right now. I'm just putting it on the desk because when I pulled it out of my like arm mic, the piece got stuck in, so I need to get a wrench to like pull it off. So I'm just balancing it. So I hit the table and the mic fell apart. So that's what happened. Maybe you'll see it. Maybe you won't. If this gets to 200 views today, I'll show you. If it doesn't, you're not seeing it. That's fair. That's a fair. We, we, we got to incentivize the people to come back because apparently all the winning picks we're giving out isn't enough sometimes. No, we're giving out winners every single day on the show. Grant, I'm also at day two of the ladder challenge today. Day one, part one did not go my day way. Day two, part two. <laughs> day two, part day one, part two went my way. Um, and now we are on to day three. And the ladder challenge pick is going to be in the show today. So big stuff coming. It's one play, one one dog in college basketball because an underdog is a hungry dog, and they do run faster. That was going to be my question of whether you're gonna you were gonna stick to your parlay approach or you were just gonna go for a single leg. It depends on the day, really. I mean, someone's gonna blow it eventually. Like even yesterday. Now, shout out to uh, Syracuse. They were my big play yesterday against Virginia Tech. Obviously, they they dominated the entire game, but there was a point where Virginia Tech went on a run. It was like a seven point game with a few minutes left, and they were down by nineteen at one point. So, um, every in college basketball, you just never know what's gonna happen. We were thinking about taking like. Creighton tonight against Seton Hall, but Creighton's an eight and a half point favorite at home. And they went to triple overtime last time when the game was in Seton Hall. So there's just like, like a minus three thirty six and a half point favorite in college basketball is not a safe play in any way whatsoever. No, a hundred percent. And also because the NCAA compared to the NBA, like if a team is down nine points with 30, 40 seconds left, they don't care. They'll foul it out to the end of the game because they know that kids, as we always say, kids can't make free throws. In the NBA, like if it's a five-point game with 15 seconds left, sometimes they'll they'll just drain the clock out. You know, they got 82 of those things. They'll wait. Those college kids, they're going to fight until the end. Yeah, I think the thing about college basketball is there there's a little less fluctuation though. Like in the NBA, any team can win on any given day. They're professionals. We saw it. The Pistons won yesterday. Like anything can happen. In college basketball, when you take the top tier guys like UConn um, against a really inferior opponent, typically they're not going to lose those basketball games. However, they're usually minus 1,000 on the money line when that's the case. Even yesterday with Houston against Cincinnati, Houston was minus 1,000. And Cincinnati made a little bit of a run in that game. Yeah, and it actually, I mean, it's funny you bring up, uh, you were talking about Seton Hall and Creighton and UConn, because Creighton did beat Utah, or U- Utah, UConn, right? Yeah. Creighton did beat UConn. That was the night their shots were falling, and then they lost by double digits to St. John's in their next game. Yeah, so you just never know what's going to happen. But anyways, we got a couple picks, both minor, mid-major picks today. Grant's got a couple in the NBA. But before we get to those, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, share, do it all, guys. Let's take this thing to the moon. Get 200 views on this video. I'll post a video of me knocking my computer over, and you can't teach that. Grant, first pick. 
Uh, actually, real quick, before we do jump into this, Tanner, have you seen some of the spring training clips? Like the, I forget who it was, but some team turned two when there was only, when there was a runner on second, he just went to third. So they threw it to second for no reason. I think I, there were two outs as well. I haven't really been, like, I've seen a lot of the jersey stuff from Fanatics. Like, that's the biggest thing <laughs> yeah. I've seen from spring training more than like the clips. I saw Shohei hit the home run yesterday. I haven't really fully dove into baseball season yeah i'm still like in college basketball right now but i gotta watch i think i'm gonna watch a little spring training game today for sure uh because i finally have cable and that's <laughs> i can watch the red Sox now without going on a streaming platform you know it, it is hard especially like you know we're, we're sports fans don't don't get me wrong with this but we are all, we are also supposed to be experts so it's kind of hard to say, okay, I'm going to deeply analyze what's going on in spring training. You know, baseball season hasn't even technically started yet. When you've got March Madness to prepare for, when you've got the NBA playoffs to prepare for, you can only put your attention into so much at one time. Well, spring training doesn't even really matter. It's like we see, you know, like you, in baseball, it's not like, okay, I'm really falling along to see if this guy makes the team. You know, like it's just not we know who's going to be on the team. We know the bubble players who may go play in AAA. Like like the only thing I'm concerned about, if you're a Red Sox fan, you want to know if like Bobby Dahlbeck's going to make the team for Boston. But like other than that, I don't really care who's going to make the team. I know who the dudes are. Those are going to be the guys playing. That's what I care about. Yeah, I understand that. All right, Tanner, my NBA picks for the day here. Like you said, I got two NBA picks. Um, I'm doing really well with the picks so far. If you guys want to see what I'm betting on every day, um, every day, Monday through Friday, I post about 900 to 800 word write up on my pick at about 63% against the spread this season. So things have been going pretty well. One of my picks for today, I'm going to take the sac the Sacramento Kings at plus eight and a half on the road against the Denver Nuggets. Now, Denver is an outstanding home team. They're outscoring opponents by about 10 points per 100 possessions in their building. That's the third highest margin in the NBA. However, Sacramento is actually weirdly uh, better on the, on the road than they are at home which is funny because they've got that whole light the beam gimmick and their their fans are super intense. But looking at point differential and, and all that stuff, they're actually better on the road. They are still uh, three games over 500 on the road as well. And the Kings, you know, I know, I know if you load up the standings today, they're in seventh in the West. Well, yesterday they were fifth. There's a whole lot of movement that's going on. But you've got a team that's been right up there at, you know, right in the middle of the conference. You know, the top four teams have kind of gotten all the publicity. Sacramento has been hanging around at fifth for a majority of the season. So they are a very good basketball team. When you look at some of the stuff that DeMontis Sabonis in particular has been doing lately, this guy has been unreal. He's got a double-double in 40 straight games. In the month of February, he's averaging 21 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists, has a triple-double, I believe, in eight, yeah, in eight of his last 10 games. And in his matchups with Jokic, he's been very successful ever since he went to um ever since he went to the Kings. He averaged 22 points, 14 rebounds, seven assists against Jokic. So that's certainly something you've got going for them. De'Aaron Fox has scored 27 plus in five straight games, averaging 32 points during that time. And the Kings are three and zero against the Nuggets this season. So you know Denver's a great team. Don't get me wrong. I was actually. Um, I was actually on, on Greg Peterson experience last night, and I said that Denver's my favorite in the Western Conference. And I do respect them at home, but you can't argue with what Sacramento has done. You know, they continue to fly under the radar. They're 10 and 6 against the spread as a road underdog. Um, Denver's just about 50% at home as a home favorite. So, you know, Denver's the better team, sure, but I think this is a spot you got to look at the Kings with as large of a points line as it is, plus eight and a half. 
Yeah, I agree with that. I think the uh, the Kings have been playing very good basketball, and for eight and a half, that's that's well. The way Sabonis has played, like if he continues to do that, it puts the Kings in a, in a great chance, gives them a great chance to win. So, like the play. I mean, I've been riding the Kings with you. It's been good. Yeah, the only thing is, guys, wait to see what goes on with De'Aaron Fox. He's questionable right now. If if he's out, that completely changes the complexion of this game. So I would not lock in the bet this morning. Wait till like the afternoon. Make sure that he is playing. I think he will. Um, but on the off chance that he doesn't, you don't want to get you don't want to get hosed. No, nah, because NBA is all about star power, and that's that's a star that they need on the floor tonight. And that's probably why the eight and a half is there right now, just the questionable. But if he's ruled in, do you think it's going to go the other way? Uh, so it was at seven and a half, I believe last night. So maybe it drops back to seven and a half, but I would still like them at a line. It's not like it's going down to like four and a half or anything like that. Gotcha. All right. So my first play is going to be in college basketball. This is the official ladder challenge day two, part one play of the day. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers on the money line at home tonight against Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. They are plus one and a half. They're plus 110 on the money line. I absolutely love this play with them. I mean, they came out last time and beat Louisiana Tech in Louisiana Tech's building. Um, so that gives me a little confidence right there. They're 19 and eight this season for the Bulldogs at 28. This is a pure pick em game, but the home court advantage for the Hilltoppers is the reason I'm taking them in this spot offensively they are superior defensively they're not they're going to have to score they're going to have to play great offense to win tonight but if they get going they have a great chance of overpowering Louisiana Tech down the stretch with their uh their buckets they're scoring 80 points per game Louisiana Tech's only at 74 defensively they are giving up 10 more points per game but again if this turns into a shootout type style game I like Western Kentucky because they are a little more efficient from the field also a better rebounding team a better passing team when it comes to creating chaos on the defensive side of the floor, they're very good at that as well. They just don't play super hard defense down in the paint. So that's going to make the difference here if Louisiana Tech is able to go on a run. But overall, I think Western Kentucky finds a way to win this game. Uh, their main player tonight, Don McHenry, has been very good. Six foot two junior. He's a guard. He had 20 points last time against Louisiana Tech. That is Five points higher than his average. He had six rebounds, three assists. He needs to play exactly like he did last time, shot 53% from the field to get the job done. I think he's going to be able to do that, at least make it a comparable performance, and they pick up the win. Yeah, so I got to be honest, I'm a little worried about this one just because I believe in the Ken Palm rankings so much, and Ken Palm has Louisiana Tech 60 spots higher than Western Kentucky. With that said, Western Kentucky was on a five-game win streak until they lost their last game, and they did only lose by two points. As you mentioned, they beat Louisiana Tech by five during that stretch, and they're at home in this one. So, you know, I don't think it's the worst pick in the world, but I think it's one of those that probably going to be on the edge of your seat a little bit. But they're underdogs, so that's what you should expect. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a tight one, but hey, that's what it comes down to. Plus one and a half at home for a team that won last time. I'll take it. And Tanner, you're an underdog in this 10 to 10K ladder challenge too, all right? So so Dave, you've got the underdog spirit going for you. Oh, definitely. I'm feeling good about it too. I'm feeling good today. We'll see what happens. Um, but hopefully the Hilltoppers can take care of business. Yeah, hopefully. My second pick here, I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks at minus two and a half against the Toronto Raptors. Just being completely transparent, I think this is like the sixth game in a row that I've bet on the Mavericks because I said after they made those moves for P.J. Washington, Daniel Gafford, that the Mavericks, you were going to see the, the biggest jump of improvement with them compared to any team in the league. And I feel like I've been vindicated in that so far. Now, I know they lost to the Cavs last night. That was pretty ridiculous if you haven't seen it. Max Struess. About three and a half minutes left. Cavs look pretty much out of it, down 10 points, and they're not a good clutch team. The Mavs are 
basically tied with the Clippers for being the best clutch team in the league. Three and a half minutes left. Max Struess makes four threes in the next one minute and eight seconds. Gets that thing right back into a, a real ball game. Then with nine seconds left, Dallas steals the inbound. They run down the court. They make what appears to be a game winner. There's two and a half seconds left. Cleveland inbounds it to guess who? That, well, actually, they, they inbound it to Evan Mobley. But he tosses it back to Max Struess from his own free throw line. He makes a buzzer-beating, game-winning three-point shot. So five threes in the final three and a half minutes. It was the second longest buzzer-beater game winner in NBA history. And it, it was a big fluke. Like, don't get me wrong, Cleveland's an amazing team, but they did not deserve to win that game. Max Struess just went inferno mode, and they also got, like, four very, very beneficial refereeing calls. Um, but with all that being said, I've still been incredibly impressed with what I've seen from the Mavericks. Luka and Kyrie especially, I mean, what those guys are doing. Kyrie's giving you, I think, 27 like 27, six and six on 42% three point shooting in the month of February. Luke is at about a 34 point triple double. Um, he put up 45, he had 45, 12 and nine, I believe last night he, he's been playing unreal. And I know that the Raptors have won three straight games and I have betted against them a couple times during that stretch, but I'm just not going to believe that this is a great team. Um, you know, it's the first time winning three games all season long. Coach Darko said he was going to throw them a pizza party, which I mean, cool, like team bonding, team building. Sure, I get all that. But at the same time, you're professional athletes. You know, we should not necessarily be celebrating winning three straight games in an 82-game season. And now you've got the Mavericks, who are a very good team, and a team that's angry after that loss to, uh, that they probably didn't deserve last night. You got them coming to town. I know that Luka, um, some people accuse him of having bad conditioning and all this stuff. But on the second night of back-to-backs, he's been really good in – he had his last back-to-back was on February 6th. He had 35 points, 18 rebounds, nine assists. Um, and I believe, yeah, he's got a he's got a triple double in two straight back-to-back games, both of those in 2024. So, you know, Mavericks at only two and a half. I think they can cover that. I think they come out with probably a double-digit win here. Yeah, I love the Mavericks in the spot. It's a great play by you, Grant. Um, looking at Luca, obviously he's going to be big, but the biggest thing that I see in this game from Dallas is they're 15 and 12 on the road. It's not great, but it's, it's better than a lot of teams you're going to see in the NBA. Toronto is just 12 and 16 at home. So even though they put together three wins against Brooklyn, Atlanta, and Indiana, like the Indiana win was definitely, that's, that's something to be proud of scoring 130 points there. But overall, I mean, those teams are nothing like they're going to see from Dallas tonight. Yeah, the Indiana win, like you said, you know, you're what spot on good win for them from them there. But Brooklyn is terrible, and Atlanta's been probably the second worst defensive team in basketball, and they don't even have Trey Young playing for them anymore. So yeah, I'm gonna need to see more. Yeah, definitely. All right, my final pick here. This is a four o'clock start, so get it in early. The American University Eagles are going to Army West Point for a four p.m. start time. This is what scares me a little bit: the four p.m. start time because again. They're college kids. It's different. It's not routine. You're on the road here. But overall, American is a better team. If you look at American, they are a two and a half point favorite currently on ESPN. Bet I believe you can get them at one and a half on some books right now. But I just like them on the money line for minus 140. They did beat Army convincingly in the last game they played. That game was at American. So the biggest difference, though, is the offensive stats. American scoring nine points more per game. They're slightly worse on defense, but not by much. And they're also much more efficient from the field, shooting 5% better. Um, they're a better passing team as well. Army's all about defense, but they really just can't score. And they get into these ruts where 
they just fall apart offensive, offensively. If you can't score against American, you're going to have a lot of trouble. Matt Rogers is the guy to watch for them. He is a forward senior, six foot nine, 16 points per game, six rebounds, shooting 50% from the field as well. Thrives in the mid range, thrives under the uh, the basket, and he didn't even play well last time against Army, and they still pulled out a double digit win, only at six points in that game. So I expect him to be better than 37% from the field, which he was in the last game, and for them to pick up a nice little win here at four o'clock yeah army going back to ken palm here army is 334th in ken palm's rankings which is is pretty bad and they're 357th in adjusted offense of 360 possible teams so it's it's just tough to bet on those guys not acting like i have at any point in the season i haven't bet on either one of these teams we're just kind of looking at it from that lens you know you've got a team that quite literally has the third worst offense in all of college basketball. So yeah, it would be tough to back them in this spot. Definitely. Well, Grant, let's say another day of ride the line. Yeah. Another day, another dollar, hopefully with some, some winning picks. Hopefully we call, hopefully we come back on Friday. We got some winners. Yeah. I feel good about mine. I mean, Western Kentucky is going to be a sweat, but they're a home dog. That's what it should be. And then um, for the second game, I feel really good about American. So hopefully they can deliver for minus 140. I love that Mavericks pick. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you, Tanner. It's actually, um, you know, I'll go ahead and spoil it. It's actually my King's pick. That's my pick on the website. And those have been the moneymakers. So hopefully 2-0. and All right, Grant, take us out of here. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Ride the Line. Make sure that you did like the video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel so you never miss out when Tanner and I are giving out our picks or any of the other content we're coming out with. Drop some comments. Let us know what your favorite picks of the day are. And we will catch you all in the next episode of Ride the Line.